clear your mind and climb the tower. Hi everyone, this is Rowan Odom. Today, we're pleased to showcase The Tower, an ambient, experimental audio fiction which combines a concept album and the mystery and drama of a young woman's journey of self-discovery. Join Kiri as she forsakes the hustle and bustle of the modern world and ascends a seemingly infinite tower. Along the way, she will witness sights and sounds which will challenge her very being and have deeply personal conversations with friends and family on oddly convenient phones left on the tower. Immersive and contemplative, the tower lays out an experience that is touching and dramatic in turn, inspired by the works of Ryuichi Sakamoto and evoking introspective adventures like Celeste. You can find The Tower wherever you get your podcasts, or as an ad-free album on their Bandcamp, tincanaudio.bandcamp.com. Part 1, 2, and 3 are available now, with Part 4 coming soon. Hello, I'm Cody Michael Carmichael, and you're about to be listening to the amazing podcast Syntax, which probably means you're smart, charming, and have great taste. And maybe you're interested in scientists discovering and doing cool things, or you'd like to be one. If that's the case, you should come check out BroadlyEpi.com, where I teach the science of epidemiology, programming, provide summaries of the most recent research, have some software tools available, and a lot more. If you're interested in renting a scientist, well, we have that option too. BroadlyEpi.com, epidemiology, broadly speaking. Hello listeners, this is Ty Vaughn, writer for Syntax and voice of Silas Caldwell. I'm thrilled to showcase our sponsors, the exceptional creative software suite, World Anvil. World Anvil is the one-stop shop for tabletop gamers, fantasy and sci-fi authors, or world-building enthusiasts who just can't wait to start getting some thoughts down. This is far from just a wiki editor. They have a number of tools and features available, including world-building templates, an RPG campaign manager, a novel writing and publishing tool, interactive map builders, timeline builders, and more. Your vast web of outlines, character plots, and family trees has a home waiting on World Anvil. Check out the full features using the link below or by visiting worldanvil.com. Subscribe using the promo code in the description of this episode and you'll get 51% off an annual subscription, and you'll be directly supporting the creation of TSP Network shows. Thanks in advance for checking it out. Hi everyone, Rowan Odom here. We're pleased to showcase The White Vault, a horror podcast set in the frigid darkness of the Arctic Circle. Follow the adventures of an international rescue and repair team investigating a mysterious signal while navigating the treacherous nature of the polar nightmare they find themselves in. Worst of all, they find they may not be as isolated as they think. Fans of Syntax will love this indie series created by a two-person team. The show balances fictional elements with painstaking scientific, linguistic, oral, and cultural precision and details. The science team hail from all across the globe, a multilingual and multidisciplinary team dealing with their findings as best they can. Filled with masterly crafted foley that places you in the moment with polar bears, howling icy winds, and more. 
Find The White Vault however you listen to podcasts, or find out more about the show at thewhitevault.com. Subscribe now and delve the waiting horrors. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Feels like no matter how hard I try, I'm always on the wrong track. It matters not how far we run. It matters not how hard we fight. It all matters not. We run, we fight, we scream for mercy, and still the lands we tread will show us none. Where mercy has fled, so too hope follows, and it cannot be found. I cannot see the difference in the faces of the hollow and the living now. We are all equally void, empty, poured out. Of the few who remain, none now cling to lofty, lost ideals of finding a home for us. We simply sway in the breeze, moving from one calamity to another, as a blade of grass jumping from furnace to furnace. What is the purpose of our running? We are a doomed people. Our fate was set out for us. We should not be as two people, but one, unified in eternity. But now, those who see not and hear not but remain are numbered as many as the remnant who think and see still. A great multitude, herded about, immune to peril, and blind to the grief that befalls their children. 
Theirs is the lesser evil now. We had thought them unfortunate, but behold, it is we who have the greater misfortune, for we teeter on the brink of extinction. None shall remember we struggled for even this fair existence. If not for a brave few, the cunning and the strong, I should not even be able to make this record. We emerged from our ritual, led on lies of a heavenly place, and swiftly saw our leaders dispatched by unseen assailants. The strong protected us, and we were able to complete our passage. The survivors dealt with bitter cold, the likes of which have not been seen in many journeys, for many seasons. We walked upon water, solid, deeper than we could dig with our tools, and only found refuge when the cunning made us a dwelling, for their practice had made them very wise in the ways of survival in a land of hatred. I asked my people, after a number of days had passed, why we chose to stay at all. The answer was always the same. At least the sun touches our faces once more. We fight, we freeze, we die, but we do so under a clear sky. There's a lot to digest here. The latest novel Kutul had, apparently, disastrous results, and I find this mention of the remnant being as many as the ones who see not and hear not but remain quite interesting as well. I think there's also something implied in the distinction of the strong and the cunning, perhaps an attempt to organize groups by their uses. Based on this latest passage, I could easily guess the strong to be a warrior caste, but the cunning are a little tougher to identify. They seem to be wise men or artisans of some kind. They could even be hunters or survivalists. Somehow, the two working together were able to preserve the fraction of their people that remained. It seems the author of the last portion died upon arrival, and left behind an embittered people. There's also the point of this mention of clear sky. In the Akkadian, sky has the same symbol as Anu the Akkadian Supreme or Highest God. I bring this up because they didn't hesitate to give Anu the Akkadian symbol, although there is a different character for this in the unknown language in the back of the book. If my theory about the other important sigils is correct, then those sigils are representing an entirely separate pantheon from the Akkadian deities, given that they likely had some idea of these other gods, but refused to translate them into Akkadian as a willful decision on the part of the author. Perhaps to set them apart? Perhaps, as I increasingly start to suspect, this group had a separate belief system and culture, fully distinct from the Akkadians, and this two-language book is simply a way of attempting to preserve the unknown language using a language that was more commonly known. Indeed, there may be nothing left of these people, save the evidence which rests here on my very desk, and a few scratches on some very weird hunks of rock. <laughs>
<sighs> All this, and I still have a good chunk of the book to go. I thought I would be going faster by now. But just when I get in the flow, the author up and dies, and I have to get used to a new morphology, or the scene changes, and I go from knowing all the lurid ways to describe a stinking pit of hell, to finding out all the ways to describe a freezing pit of hell. That, and... Despite myself, I can't help but feel a bit morose after translating these latest passages. It's always been grim stuff, but I'm feeling closed off. Like, in the very tiniest of ways, I'm reliving the desperation of each author. Each one hopes for better things, and instead is delivered into more agony and watches their people dwindling down to what might be a small number indeed by now. There's always such high hopes mingled with fear around these novel kutul rituals, and they never seem to deliver. But they kept trying. <sighs> well, I certainly can't keep trying anymore. I've hit a bit of a mental wall on this next bit. I'll return shortly. Time to see what I can scrounge up. As usual, not many people about. Well, where to begin? This is... This is a bit difficult. I don't have a lot to report on. But this is the first time the Breachers have gone on an expedition without me, and... I wanted to keep everyone in the loop if they listen to these recordings I make while they're away. It may interest you all to know I was a little miffed I couldn't go exploring again. Despite a week of bed rest, I still get a bit winded, just from quick jaunts from my office to the cafeteria and back. And you certainly have your legwork cut out for you, as I'm sure you're painfully aware of at this very moment. But I do miss y'all. It's almost more horrifying being stuck here at Vincula with basically no friendly faces left. That's a good trivia question for today, if anyone does care to listen to this. Would you rather be going into the breach with the full squad, or be alone at Vincula with only Miss Vogue to contend with? Come to me with your answers so I know you're all staying up to date on the latest riveting translation newsletter. Ah, a rare co-worker sighting. I shall attempt to make contact. Good afternoon. And, as per usual, a nod and a shallow smile. That looked like one of the lab technicians with a federal agent. Wonder if she's having to make a demonstration of secrecy. Granted, I never get much in the way of words from anyone outside of the breachers here. The few times I did try to corner someone, they gave me an exasperated lecture about what Miss Vo would do if they were caught procrastinating and hurried away. That, 
coupled with our continuing lack of contact with the outside world, really makes me feel like I'm living on a different planet. I wonder if the pandemic is still going on out there. That's how little I've been able to hear about anything going on beyond here at Vincula. I should ask Alex if she's had any luck with her... escapades. Oh. Good, it's not too busy once again. So I can head straight to the source of that wondrous odor. I do believe I catch, through a heady waft of cooking oil and cleaning products, a faint sniff of... God's own elixir of wakefulness. Hmm. Is anyone... here? No? Ah, too bad. I suppose I shall avail myself then. Vessel acquired. Mere moments away from blissful... You here for a pick-me-up, Silas? Mrs. Dawson. Yes, I was just helping myself. Do you need any help with that? You don't worry your little head about me. You've got a few more weeks at least before you can go trust in those arms of yours. Phew! There we go. Now then, let's get you something refreshing. Something Jay won't be climbing up one side and down the other of us for. Mrs. Dawson, please. I have observed the proper way to eat and drink these seven days without fail. That's not even counting the first day I was basically nurtured by a needle in my arm. I have behaved very well, and I need caffeine. You need to listen to the doctor's orders, Silas. Fruit juice, water. Ooh, I could even whip up one of those green shakes that taste like lawn shavings that Cassius likes so much. But you've got at least a few more weeks to fully recover. But, Mrs. Dawson... I'm afraid I won't make it. It's getting so dark. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. For the second time. Why is this becoming a familiar sight? You stop that now. You're lucky enough as it is I didn't get a chance to see you before the doctors cleaned you up. Cassia said you were a sight to see on top of that tree, and you still barely had any color in your cheeks, young man. Now you drink your cranberry juice and be happy. Yes, Mrs. Dawson. Not so bad, is it? Other than dying of coffee withdrawal, how are you holding up? <sighs> My head hurts, and I don't think it's purely from the lack of caffeine. I'm getting back into the swing of translation, but there's a few factors that are making it even more complicated than usual. Author changes, new words, that sort of thing. You're swinging at the translation, and the translation swinging back, hmm? Certainly feels that way. I'm grateful for the chance to do some heavy lifting with my brain rather than my body, but I almost, almost, mind you, wish I was out with the breachers again right now. Mostly so I could be keeping an eye on them. Oh, don't you fret, Silas. They're incapable hands out there. You ought to know. Oh, don't I. Not a day has gone by that I haven't been reminded of this fact. Good. Usually I do a bit of scolding on someone for being so boastful, but I'm pleased as punch y'all were able to make it back in one piece after that trip. You must have had Cassius working overtime. Don't we all? 
Between Vaux and the Breachers, Cassius never gets a dull moment. They sure seem to enjoy it, though. I love hearing about the wild creatures and crazy sights y'all see out there. Maybe one day, if we start to understand how it all works, I might get to take a peek myself. Though, maybe I'd be just as happy watching it on TV. <laughs> Always enjoyed seeing nature films, but never cared much to be in fighting distance. That makes the two of us. Nature can happily stay in nature, and I'll stay in my corner. Though... Like Cassius always worries about, there's a good chance Vincula will be looking to make all corners their own. I certainly hope not. I think it's wonderful we're getting to see and understand all these things, but we've got enough strip malls and interstates to last anyone a lifetime. Hopefully the government sees it the same way. Though, that's probably too much to hope for as well, ain't it? In cases like this, I feel the best way to advocate is to educate. We must document carefully and eventually let others know about this strange new world and see what we stand to lose if it's not preserved and left to its own devices. But that's a lot of work for someone as lightheaded as me. Oh my goodness, you are not going to leave this alone, are you, you scoundrel? What if I promise to drink two glasses of juice? Two glasses, and you'll still get some rest later? On my life, I swear. Hmm. All right, I'll relent. Just this once, one cup of coffee coming up. Oh, if it isn't Miss Ray of Sunshine coming down the hall, here to make a nuisance of herself again. Oop, better put this away then. For a linguist to make a breakthrough, this... Breacher team lead Cassius with an update for Miss Vo. I don't know whose bright idea it was to send us to Breach 2 twice in a week, but I'm kicking their ass as soon as I can feel my feet again. Somewhere between 5 and 10 miles one way. At least it is every other day. I don't mind the flower picking and picture taking days, but this mountain hiking reminds me too much of basic for my liking. We're at the halfway point on the return route. We were unsuccessful in opening Breach 2. I used the strangely familiar water sample Vincula provided us on the Linkstone and did not get any sign of activation. Yes, we walked around the loop just to be sure. None of the other samples worked either. That checks off, let's see. Water from the Acid Spring, water from the Lullaby Forest River, Salt water from Earth, handful of mushroom spores from the dead breechwood, scales from the giant moth, and various other plant materials, including shed bark from a breechwood tree. I can even write off human blood, because Lizzie, like an absolute madwoman, cut herself when she stumbled and fell as we climbed the mountain, and she decided to test it for herself. Not my brightest idea. I'm not gonna lie. I half expected to hear some elder god when you poured your own goddamn blood on the pedestal. You're sure you're still Lizzie and not some demon that took over our friend's skin? I still feel like myself, but how would I know that for sure? Wait, and why would I tell you if I was? Quick, tell us something only Lizzie would know. But then how would we know if it's true? 
Oh. That's a good point. Maybe... Tell us about your weird dreams again. We'd know about that. I'd... Really rather not. Oh, oh, tell us... Your true name. My what? All demons have a true name, and once spoken, they must obey the commands of whoever said it. Again? Why would I just tell you that? The, the power, power of Christ, Christ compels, compels you. you! Ugh. Hey, maybe we should try holy water next time. We might have to cleanse the breach pedestal anyway. Ugh, do you see what I have to deal with here? People with bad ideas on all fronts. You have us spending every other day scrambling around Gaia collecting whatever odds and ends we can find, and the rest of the days are spent making these stupid long trips out to the mountains. Did I mention it's still very dangerous on that last leg? We've noticed our friendly neighborhood Thunderbird make it a few rounds. But as long as we get to cover under a lullaby tree in time, it doesn't bother us. We've also been keeping an eye out for the weird snake-bear hybrid. The cobra The Cobra-Bear! Please, no. Not the working title for this creature. We'll have to have some more naming sessions if we get any time to catch our breath in the future. Anyway, about those plans to try and speed up the time it takes to get to Breach 2 and back. While both breaches are technically able to be moved, Breach 1 is lodged under the roots of a breechwood tree and Breach 2 is partially buried in a cave. The amount of work required to dislodge either breach would be enormous and would come with a lot of destruction caused to the surroundings. The oh-so-valuable breaches might be broken too. I'm sure Vincula understands how much of a no-go that much environmental damage is, so it's up to us to find every shortcut we can while avoiding the worst that Gaia has to offer. The breaches seem pretty tough, though. Not that Vincula would let me try, but I can't seem to get a souvenir from the breaches' stonework. So it's out of the question, then. We'll keep making this little trip, and after we get Breach 2 open, maybe we can go back to the real job of exploring more of Gaia. <sighs> Who am I kidding? I think I have a pretty clear idea of what's coming next. Cassius out! Damn it, damn it, damn it! I overslept. It's already light out. The Breacher should be back by now. this up, just in case anything else has gone awry. Hopefully, if there was trouble, someone would have bothered to reach out to me by now. Here goes nothing. Oddly quiet, as usual. Good sign. I'll check the breach lab first. If I'm not too late, I might see if the closing team is still around. Hey, Silas. What are you doing up? Just woke up, actually. I was trying to stay awake, but lost the battle against sleep. Is everyone alright? Yeah, for the most part. Lizzie cut her hand and put some of her blood on the link stone, and she might be demon-possessed now. No biggie. What? She's fine. At least until you start hearing her chant in Latin or something. <laughs> then we might need you to decipher it. 
We may need to know who she wants to eat first. <laughs> hey, quit chatting and hop in the breach. We still gotta pop out the link stone. I'm working on it. I'll be right behind you. Don't hurry. Cass and Lizzie went ahead to the sample lab if you want to check on them. Greg took our data over to Vo. Still no close to opening breach 2, by the way. Now I gotta hop along and keep Alex company and get ready for tomorrow's journey before we hit the hay. Sounds good. Good luck handling Cass, by the way. They were hopping mad about some plans Vincula has to make the trip easier. Lovely. Hurry up! It's dark in here. Hey, Greg. Are you looking for something? Hey, Silas. You ain't seen Lizzie around here, have you? Not yet. I just caught Jay and Alex in the breach lab. What's up? Well, she was supposed to drop some stuff off with Cassius in the specimen lab, but they said they ain't seen her yet. And she cut herself on the way up the mountain, so I was going to check up on her. Oh. Maybe she made her way down to medical. Yeah, I thought the same, but I just came from there. I'm headed outside to check her trailer. Cassius is still back in the lab if you're looking for them. Thanks. Good luck finding Lizzie. I hope she's alright. I'm sure she is. Probably just feeling a bit poorly. At least I hope that's what's happening. Her trailer's the one on the left, yeah? Yes, next to mine. Let's see what's up. Um... Anybody home? Did they leave already? I'll just have a seat then. Uh... Cassius? My god, I think this is the first time I've seen them when they're not moving at 90 miles an hour. They must be exhausted. Cassius? Cassius, are you alright? Huh? Ugh. Hey, what's the big idea? Can you see I'm working here? Yes, I, I see that. Planted firmly into your specimen log. Face first, no less. Ugh, I'm so tired. I don't want to make Langstone notes today. We have to keep careful track about everything we use on the Linkstone, and sure enough, there's still going to be some stuffed shirt vincula tech at the pre-mission brief with a dozen more suggestions. This is so boring! I didn't come here to stick plants on a glowing rock like some kind of witch doctor. I'm only getting to do half the job I thought I was hired for. They're serious. About the plan to brute force their way through Breach 2. Yep. At least until you make some kind of breakthrough. Speaking of which, how's that coming? Please tell me there's some relief in sight. Unfortunately, no. Oh, crap. The sigil used for Breach 2 and its matching linkstone aren't found in the text at all. Well, there are closely matching symbols, but no perfect fits. I'm afraid this might be referring to something specific. But without further context, my efforts are at a standstill until I can get a better handle on the language. I may be able to guess it soon, though. <laughs> Not soon enough for me. To 
Tomorrow's another easy day of collecting, but unless you get that breakthrough soon, it's twice a week to Breach 2, on top of having to make these gathering trips. It's a long walk to Breach 2, by the way. <laughs> You're the only one on the team that hasn't made a full trek. I'm sure I'll get the pleasure eventually. Vincula never lets me miss out for long. Ugh, I hope we're not still making the trip by the time you're able to join us again. But who am I kidding? Even after we open the damn thing, they're not going to let us go back to just exploring Gaia again. It'll be off to wherever the next destination is. And if my luck keeps up, there'll be another breach over there too. But I don't know how we're going to keep walking past a certain point. It's already half a day to get to breach two. That doesn't leave any wiggle room to be exploring other areas. Maybe we will get lucky, and the next breach will lead into the cold void of space. Although, somehow, I doubt even a solid dead end would interrupt Vincula's plans. Oh, speaking of which, I have a job for you. Another job, you mean? Whining already? I promise this one's easy, but not here. I'm completely wiped for the day, clearly. I'm calling it quits for now. Let's go. Oh, one of those kinds of jobs. You know, unlike Greg, I'm not very well suited for stealth missions. And you won't ever be if you keep lathering on about it. <sighs> oh, you seen Lizzie, by the way? No, I bumped into Greg as he went looking, but she's the only breacher I haven't seen yet. Oh, goody. One more thing to worry about. What happened, anyway? Greg says she got injured? Yeah. It's not the only thing, though. And... <sighs> There's no way to put this delicately. Listen, don't freak out. What do you mean, don't freak out? What did I just say? Fine, fine. Just tell me what happened. Uh, yes, Lizzie injured herself going up the mountain. Nothing serious at all. Uh, she cut her hand, scraping some rocks when she fell down on the ascent. Uh, Jay banished her up, and we moved on. But when we got to the Linkstone site, she uh, popped that bad boy back open and smeared some of her own blood on it. Well, then. Still didn't work, I assume. No, and I'm not sure I would have been thrilled, even if it did. Kind of grateful about it, for once. I am comforted and disquieted all at once. And now she's missing? I mean, we all came out of the breach together just fine. She was a bit sullen, but fairly typical otherwise. Pretty much the same since we lost Fred, really. Then we parted ways to do our post-expedition chores, and I never saw her turn up at the sample lab. I'm glad you sent Greg after her. That's... that's pretty crazy. For once, I'm at a loss for words. <sighs> you and me both. Well, I was, for most of the trip here. Now I've got plenty to say. Forget what Vincula thinks. That could have gone wrong in so many ways. It still could. We don't understand the breach. We use it. We have some ideas of its properties, but no idea how it does its thing. 
I'm not into hocus pocus bullshit, but I'm not playing around with it either. All right, time to chill here for a sec. Catch some fresh air. Yeah, that. Sure. No conspiracies here. Ah, I see. Should be able to get a little break from suspicious eyes out here. I need one more thing before I can tell you about your little chore. Very mysterious. Oh, here comes Greg. He... he looks worried. But not in a rush, at least. Any luck? Yeah, I found her. That's good. You don't sound thrilled about it. Yeah, I mean, I knocked on her door. She talked to me a bit from the other side. Wouldn't open up. Just said she needed some space and that she was fine. Hmm. <sighs> Let's see how she feels after some sleep. Thanks, Greg. Anytime. Gotta keep an eye on all the kiddos, you know. Might see if June's still up and if she wants to check on her. Those two been getting along real well. Good idea. Best of luck. <laughs> I was going to pick on him, but didn't seem like the right time. Lizzie's not the only one June's been getting along with. <laughs> Mrs. Dawson could make sparkling conversation with a brick wall. Greg should count himself lucky. We all should. I'd probably be in lockup right now if she didn't stop me that day. Good for you, June was there. I don't know what I would have done. Would you have snitched on me? No, but I probably wouldn't have stopped you either. If it's any consolation, I would have written to you in prison. Might have a hard time getting the letters to you, but I'd try. <laughs> Good thing it didn't come to that then. Uh, you don't want to read what I have to say? No, no, that's not what I meant. It's just, you know, better to hear it in person. Long distance sucks. Hmm. Fair enough. So, how are you holding up? Ugh. What? Ugh. You're saying that like I'm under observation. No, I, I just... Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm fine. I've been doing a lot of thinking lately and had a lot to do, but I'm fine. I didn't mean to bite back. I understand. I'm glad to hear it. What about you, bookworm? <sighs> Still very much a worm in a book. Progressing slowly and no end in sight. Hmm. Just have to do what I usually do with a difficult translation. Take it one day at a time and be happy for the little breakthroughs, the tiny moments of triumph. Sappy. It's true, though. That makes it sappier. What happened to you, anyway? Where's the doom and gloom, we're all gonna die part? It didn't feel right at that moment. We've all been hanging our heads low for the past week or so, and Mrs. Dawson told me to try and look at the bright side of things. It feels wrong coming from you. Like you're speaking with June's mouth. Would you rather I say it's all a bit pointless and we're just doing our best to scratch our names on something hard enough to last the test of time? 
while entropy breaks it all down to stardust anyway. No, now it's too dark. Maybe you find a happy gray area? Let's see. Maybe it does fade. But it can be nice while it lasts. I... I thought it might all be over that day with the Thunderbird. And I really didn't want it to end. Even if my feet hurt and there's danger at every corner and the company is tolerable at best. Uh, speak for yourself. Of all the things I missed, I couldn't help but think chief among them was this whole venture. That I wouldn't get to see more. See the end. Like getting halfway through a series and never getting to read the finale. There's no worse feeling. What's the end to you, though? It's looking like we could explore Gaia for a lifetime by itself, and now we've got a whole other breach to contend with. Is the end the translation of the book? No, I don't think so. You're right. It's all quite vast and beyond me, and probably beyond my lifetime. The people who got humanity into space won't get a chance to see us explore the rest of the cosmos, if we ever make it. That's a sobering thought. I guess, to me, the end would be at least having an inkling of what's going on. Feels very much like we are just at the beginning. And I really didn't want it to end without even knowing anything else about the breaches, the ziggurat, the strange species, the whole world of Gaia, this language, all of it. I want to try and understand it and hear the story behind it. I guess it all fades, but it can shine brightly in the short time it lasts. Well, let's blind some people then. Or at least Vincula. I'm sure I could outshine them. Of that, I'm strangely certain. <laughs> ah, here's our fellow rebel. Psst, over here. Hey, Cass, Sigh. Uh, this is nothing but trouble indeed. You thought it was going to be something easy and safe? Do you even know me? You got it, Alex? Yep, as much as I could. It's a few days worth of recordings, but I don't have anything from the most recent experiments. Probably missing the last day or two. I'll have to get those later. Perfect. Good job. Anytime! What's this about? So... I know we were a bit crushed after the trip when you got her and Fred died, Silas. But I started to get curious what Vincula was up to with Specimen 1. Up to? Want to bring him up to speed, Alex? So, you know how I've been oh so helpful around the Vincula offices? I recall, yes. Well, Cassius wanted to learn more about what Vincula has been doing with Specimen 1. Wait. They aren't sharing that information? I assumed Cassius would be helping study the creature at some point. Nope. I gave it a rest for a bit. Had a lot on my mind after we came back with it, you know. But I started poking about and asking too many questions, and I finally got the It's being handled, Cassius, from Vo. Matter of national security, Cassius. Well, I wasn't going to let that slide. I was helping some of the folks down in the sample processing... They've got tons of notes and logs about the specimens we've been bringing back, from material scientists to epidemiologists. 
trying to make sure we're not about to start another outbreak with something we bring back from Gaia. Well, I found out that they have a whole other department handling Specimen 1. Seems to be a lot more federal agents than scientists, but I guess that makes sense. If Specimen 1 really is sentient, we've basically brought a real alien back to Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what'd you find? I don't have anything juicy like direct notes from anyone in that department, but I did find something useful while I was helping security out with their data storage. Turns out the cams that watch the department are on the same closed circuit as the cams in the rest of the building. All that footage stored on a server I had access to. It's a lot of recording, so I've had to make a few trips and be careful about downloading it, but here. I finally have it. A, a hard drive with security footage? That's very dangerous, Alex. I was careful. No one's gonna know. And this is where you come in. You've got a bit more time to yourself than the rest of us, and I really want to know what kinds of things they're doing to the poor critter. I'll try to go over some of it when I can, but I suspect it's literal hours of boredom with a few events sprinkled in. Seems right up your alley, hmm? I resent this notion, but I begrudgingly agree. I'll take a look when I can. I'm curious to know as well. Good. Something else to keep a hold of if we ever do make it out of this mess and want anyone to believe us. I'm going to see Vincula held accountable for their actions here, whatever those may be. For now, I want to check on Lizzie myself before I turn in. I'm headed out to the trailers. You coming with? No, I'm going to go grab something to eat before I call it. I can make some headway on this tonight. I'm not very tired yet. Look at Mr. Night Owl here. Well, some of us have been walking all day, so I might not see you till tomorrow. Catch you later. Get some rest, you two. I'll see you at the briefing tomorrow. Night, Sai! I hope Lizzie's okay. Well, Greg said he found her at her trailer. We'll just see if she's all right. She might not be good. <sighs> Out of the frying pan. This went from corporate espionage to spying on the damn government. Still, I'm not going to let Cassius down. Who could that be, wandering around at this hour? Elizabeth? Oh, hey, Silas. Where are you headed? Uh, I was... I was headed to the cafeteria to grab something to eat before retiring for the evening. Did you... Did you sneak back in? Sneak back in? What do you mean? Cassius and I were standing outside Vincula's door, chatting for a while. We didn't see you come in. What are you talking about? Why would I be coming in? I've been in the briefing room getting grilled by Miss Vose since we got back. They wanted to know all about what happened at Breach 2 today. I went to the lab afterwards, but everybody was already gone. Oh. Oh, I see. Well, Cassius and Alex went out to your trailer to look for you. Are you... feeling well? Oh, Cassius told you about it already then. Yes, I'm quite fine, thank you. Now, if you don't mind, I don't need any more pop quizzes today. 
Sorry, I just... What the hell is going on? I... I need to... The caverns of darkness and fire reminded the old ones too much of what befell our people, and the worms ever gnawed at us and our homes. This new land is harsh, but it is bearable. Here, in the shelter of our own creation, the work of our hands and minds shields us from what lies beyond. We learned the lessons well, and applied ourselves to the task of carving a home out of the rocks. Rocks of water. Translator's note. I believe this to mean ice, based on context and other clues. Fairly simple use of two words combined where none exists in the original language. There are other ways to translate things like this, but... It looks like the author took a shortcut and slammed the symbols for water and rocks together. Just making a note of it here in case that isn't quite right. Resuming translation. Warmth arrives from out of the earth, born on great hollow trunks set deep in the ice. Where there is warmth, water pools below, and we fish for our sustenance. Few creatures live outside the safety of the trunks. The stalks? Another odd way of saying this. I wonder if they meant more like tree trunks? I'll save this symbol for later study. Feels like I'm back to barely making headway. Let's see what I have for the rest. Our greatest danger now lies beyond. While we set about bringing all our people through and making homes for those who remain, we are confined to this place. Creatures roam the white plains beyond, which cast no shadow and are seen not by the eyes. Woe befalls any who cross their paths and already we have watched helpless while some of our warrior brethren are carried off screaming until the wind and the howling become as one. None have returned, and we know not how to seek them, nor stop these dread monsters from stealing us away. It is as if the very air has turned against us and spits on us for our sorrows. I dread the days to come. Already I have heard the people talk of what is to be done. Many are afraid of this world, but neither can we return. We have food enough, but it may not last. There is nothing to grow here, no soil for cultivating, and no seed to be planted even if there were. Slowly, their thoughts dare to turn to the future once more. They say this is no world for children or empires. We are sore in our hearts still from the last journey, but already they speak of another passage. Another Nabal Kutu. Nabal what? Uh, Nabal... Nabal Kutu. That's the closest pronunciation I have. It's a word that means... like crossing over. But it has quite a few meanings, actually. It can mean going over terrain, usually a river, or it can mean going to a place, even abstractly. 
like entering someone's thoughts because you're thinking of them. It carries the idea of transitioning to something or somewhere else or being in revolt or opposition to something and moving on from it. Interesting. Sorry, go on. It's quite all right. Sometimes going over things I think I have a grasp on is just what I need. Uh, let's see. Where was I? Ah, here's another annoying bridge moment. What's that? There are no indicators in the text for changes of authorship or passages of time, but I've gotten the gist that there are gaps in the narrative where time passes or the narrator changes. Usually I realize that based on how the sentence structures morph and the use of new words that the previous author never resorted to. But there's a symbol this author in particular uses that's just a series of these curved lines. I think they were trying to indicate this was supposed to be a break, but it all just gets lumped together on the page, and it goes on without context for the break. The curved line made me think of a bridge, so that's what I call it. Mm, I'm kind of following this so far. Kind of. It's still just a bunch of scribbles to me. This looks nuts hard to piece together. Hmm. C'est simple comme bonjour, I suppose. Oh, hell no. Even if it was, I'd be saying au revoir. <laughs> <laughs> What's so funny? <laughs> you... Sorry, you... You caught me off guard there. You know the phrase, then. Easy as saying hello. I know the teeniest bit of French, and you saying it dredged up some memories. Parents made me take lessons, said it would make me more classy. Hmm, not a great reason, but a reason all the same. Time spent learning a language is time well spent. I only dabbled in it myself. I hope it wasn't all pain and suffering for you. I got to go to Paris for a bit. It was nice not being under their roof, right up until they found out I was doing extracurricular activities. Mm-hmm. A little trysting by the Eiffel Tower? Sailor never kisses and tells. No, that's not your style. You were probably there for some riot or other. Oh, yeah, like you can't get those in the States. But yes, you're right. Let's just say I got quite a bit of free thinking done there. Perhaps one day I'll get to go. You've never been? No, I never really had the time. Or money, for that matter. All of that went into education and books. Is it possible I am more cultured than you after all? Mr. Guy is a great name. Wow, how do you know French, strange biologist person? Has never even seen Versailles or gone cruising on the scene? I'm in shock. I didn't think this was a point that was up for debate. Yes, I know some history and know some language things, but I've rarely left my hometown, let alone my home state before now, except for college. Really now? Man, I got dragged everywhere. Mostly unwillingly. To be fair, the company I had was awful, but some of the scenery was nice. 
Hmm. Maybe when this is all said and done, I should take the opportunity and travel more. I don't know if you could trust yourself to do it. You already get lost enough on Gaia. That's a bit of an exaggeration. <laughs> Not by much. Uh, anyway, I thought you said you weren't going to be distracting me. Whoop, finally stepped on his toes. This bookwork is just as dry as I predicted anyway. Fine, I'll leave you to your mad ramblings about ice and Paris and nabble cuttlefishes. Us dirty peasants will be in the cafeteria. We have to plan Greg's birthday party soon. It's a surprise party. Don't tell anyone. Why do you burden me with such secrets all the time? <laughs> I'm the worst secret keeper. Ugh. And just like that, they're gone. All right. Let's see here. Where, where was I? I had this bit here about the water rocks. And then there's the stalks, whatever those are. <sighs> Great. Now all I can think about is a trip to Paris. I've been staying up late anyway. I'm going to come back to this and hang out with the breachers while they have their day off. I'll finish this next segment without fail then. That's all for now. Right. Time for the nightly Specimen 1 viewing. I'll just have this up and playing on my laptop while I continue translating for a bit. Vo finally relented and let me bring materials back to my trailer. Not everything, but at least I have the notes I've transcribed and photocopies. Not like I can go anywhere with all this anyway, but at least I can make more progress from the comfort of this sofa. Doesn't look like anything's happening right now. Must have been a break in their experiments. So far, they've been disappointed trying to get samples from Specimen 1. I keep seeing medical teams come and go, each with sets of needles and scalpels, and they keep emerging looking frustrated. I think they're having trouble getting anything from Specimen 1, but it's hard to say for sure. The way it undulates did make me think less of an animal and more a plant. I wonder if it's bloodless. Or maybe it's just being uncooperative. I'll just leave it playing for now. I don't want to miss anything. Alright. Looks like some time has passed since the last passage, and it ended with a mention of Nabokutul. I wonder if they decided to pack up and go again. Seems to be the running theme here. We strictly forbade it, but we found some of our people had begged for a pilsu. They can bear it no longer. Every few nights, the whispering ones steal into our abode and pluck another out from our fold. Still, they cast no shadow, and still, we can only stop them every now and then. We have saved a few, but they are changed, fearful and speaking only of death and cold. They hide themselves away, 
refusing to go out and starving themselves nigh unto death. They will do no work nor go anywhere. Instead, they have brought this upon us, a pilsu, after we swore an oath not to do so anymore. We cannot be rid of it. We know already no cave is too deep, no lock is too strong, and now it is a temptation to us. So quickly they have forgotten. We do not know anything. How can we bear to bring another sacrifice upon ourselves? The gods do not listen. The gods do not heed us. They deliver plague upon plague, calamity upon calamity upon our heads. We cannot stay here, and we cannot go from here. We cannot do anything. It is pointless to try. Now they gather together and prepare the ritual. A small group has become most of the village. A few of us understand and simply wish to live out in peace here. We will watch who remain in this city that has become a tomb. They have become a burden too great to bear, and so we will watch until we can watch no more. There is nothing on the other side. There is nothing on the other side, I say. I will remain and let the sun shine upon me. I would bid you a safe journey and a restful place, but there is none of these things anywhere now for us. There is nothing on the other side but more wanderings and death. Now I will remain with those who remain. Farewell, and take this with you, and forget while you may. Hmm. And so ends that little segment. On such a dire note, too. Whoever wrote this portion certainly sounds like they'd given up. There's another bridge notation here that seems to have become the standard for putting a boundary between one segment and the next. I wonder what sorts of things they got up to this time. Uh, oh, looks like we have a development. Let's pay attention to this for a moment. The medical team is back, and they've brought some more gadgetunery with them. What have they got this time? The lead tech has a bundle in his arms. They're opening up the containment cell. Looks like it's more hands-on work today. Lead tech is putting the bundle on the examination table and unwrapping it. What are they going to do to this? Uh, are those? Are those link stones? What on earth are they doing? They've, they've taken one of the stones into the cell. Specimen 1 is writhing in the corner, paying no one any heed, as usual. One of the techs is talking to Specimen 1. Or trying to, I think. I can't understand what he's saying on the surveillance audio. Is that English? I'm not even sure. I wonder if they're trying to communicate with it, using the sigil on the link stone. 
the men in suits are getting frustrated. The techs look helpless. And through it all, Bendy Boy just continues to bend. Oh, the tech is approaching now. He's still got the stone. Yeah, you tell him. How dare he not say a word to anyone while you've got him locked up in a cell and test him with every conceivable thing. I don't think I'd be very conversational either. Did he just... What the... That... That tech just... Hit Specimen 1 with the Link Stone and... It went... Crazy! What the fuck is going on here? I... I need to let Cassius know. Syntax is a podcast by Twin Strangers Productions and is licensed under an attribution share-alike 4.0 international license. Today's episode was directed and produced by Stella Odom and written by Ty Vaughn. Silas Caldwell is played by Ty Vaughn. Cassius Thatcher is played by Beth Fung. Elizabeth Bellinger is played by Morgie B. Alex Yard is played by Jules Christine. June Dawson is played by Renee Helsel. Greg Washburn is played by Cody Burke. Jeremiah Woods is played by Eldrin Smith. Miss Evelyn Vaux is played by Kyla Crockett. Listen to other episodes, find our social media links, and make donations by visiting SyntaxPodcast.com. Rate us on iTunes and Google Podcast, and follow us on Spotify. Tweet us at TwinStrangersP with your burning questions, and engage with fellow listeners on our subreddit, r slash SyntaxPod. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.